the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed now nine minutes past ten o'clock, which means our number two is underway. Thanks so much for being with us on AM fourteen twenty. The answer on this Wednesday. It's the seventeenth morning of the eleventh month of the year of our Lord twenty twenty one. We are literally a calendar year away from saving this republic, from reclaiming the freedoms that have been taken from us in this republic. Next November, of course, we will decide on who is going to be in control of Congress and who is going to be in control of the United States Senate. One of those Senate seats up for grabs is the one in Ohio, thanks to the uh, decision by uh, Senator Rob Portman to not run for re-election and to retire from politics. We know what this means. There has been a massive frenzy of Republican candidates. Our frenzy might be a little bit uh, extreme, but there's a lot of people who want this job. Uh, and as such, seven, eight, nine, some of them more prominent than others, some of them more well-funded and well-known than others. Uh, but candidates have emerged uh, as uh, primary candidates for Rob Portman's seat, obviously looking to defeat a Democratic challenger in the general election. But uh, this has been something. As a part of this uh, election cycle, my friend Jack Windsor, uh, who does great reporting for us, by the way, in addition to being the founder uh, of the Ohio Press Network, Jack is still a state house correspondent for AM fourteen twenty. The answer that means he's my colleague, uh, and uh, Jack has been has put together along with the Press Network a series of four Senate panel slash debates spread throughout Ohio so that all Ohio voters in the primary regions, not all but as many as possible, can see these candidates face off one-on-one or one-on-six, as it were, uh, and try to separate themselves from the pack for Ohio voters. They did one in Versailles. They did one in Columbus. There's one tomorrow in Strongsville. There's one on the 29th in uh, Cincinnati. Tomorrow's event, I was scheduled to work as a moderator along with Jack Windsor in questioning these would-be senators, uh, these Senate candidates in this primary. But 
A few uh, snafus have been encountered, and joining us now to discuss those and what's going to happen tomorrow night in Strongsville is Shannon Burns, who is with the Strongsville GOP, one of the lead sponsors, in fact, the lead sponsor of tomorrow night's Senate panel in Strongsville. Shannon, good to have you back on the air. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, having me again, Bob. Oh, it's a pleasure, and this is such a big event. You and I and Jack, of course, coordinated uh, a couple of months ago as uh, Jack was picking out dates and looking for locations and so forth to have this, I think, a very, very, it's a great service that he and the Ohio Press Network are, are doing uh, to you know bring these candidates together in as many places as possible so voters from all over the state can, can kind of uh, you know weigh them against one another. So this is a great thing. Uh, and I'm so glad that you were willing to step up. Give us the details about where and when tomorrow for this panel and how people, or this forum rather, and how people can be a part. Yep, I, I agree with you, Bob. I, I really love the format that Jack has put together. Um, it's not one of these where you get five seconds from each candidate and they give their soundbite. You, know, you get an opportunity to ask some questions. You're going to have uh, actual, you know, direct conversation back and forth, and it's it's great if you have if you haven't had a chance, you can get online and actually see uh, a couple of the previous ones, uh, see the video from that. But uh, yeah, so the the event's going to be tomorrow night at the Strongsville Rec Center. Um, it is a ticketed event, but it is free. Uh, you can go to strongsvillegop.org uh, and and click through to the forum link, and you can get your tickets there. Um, it is limited capacity, and we're getting close to sold out to being sold out. So if if people want to come, it's going to be from six to eight tomorrow night. Um, and, you know, it's exciting. I think it'll be very interesting to be able to look in the eyes of every one of these, uh, these individuals running for Senate and, you know, talk through these issues with them, find out what makes them tick, uh, and really helps, you know, determine who you're going to vote for in this primary that's coming up. You know, my gosh, we're, we're what, five months away now, four that's and right. a half months away from, yeah. from when absentee ballots start going out. It is coming fast, Shannon. That's exactly right. And that's what makes these so crucial. Because uh, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't know who I'm going to vote for. I don't know too many Republicans, and I talk to a lot of Republicans, uh, who know who they're going to vote for in this thing. There are things they like and things that they question about each of the candidates, or at least several of their favorites, if they've got it narrowed down to two or three or whatever. There are a lot of things, and they need to see these these candidates face off against one another, answering questions from moderators and answering challenges perhaps from one another. They need to see that, the voters do, in order to, to make up their mind, which which begs the question, why would any candidate who is serious about wanting to win this primary and win this seat in the United States Senate, why would any of them uh, allow their schedules to stop them from appearing? Why would any of them choose to turn down a chance to impress the voters in front of all of the other candidates that they are competing with? <laughs> yeah, that is a great question, Bob, because you know it's funny, I... I mentioned to you when we, we talked briefly yesterday that uh, fake news CNN reached out to me and, and wanted to talk about uh, the Senate race. So I went and, and talked with their folks yesterday, and I made sure that I, I told them I knew that they were going to take five words over what I said and, and splice it together. So I'm sure it'll it'll say something really bad. But <laughs> uh, one of the questions they asked me was was about a couple of the candidates, and we can go through each of them and talk through it. Um, and I said, you know, there, there's been a few candidates in this race that have been unwilling to even come to our events, right? Strongsville GOP is, as you know, Bob, you've been out to our, our group. You know, we're, we're not a traditional GOP group, right? We, we take on the tough issues. We take on the uh, tough topics. And we're vocal. And, you know, if, if 
I just don't understand in a circumstance when you've got every type of voter showing up, why would you want to be there? Why wouldn't you need to be there to compare yourself to everyone else? Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's really important for, um, you know, if you're going to go and try to take on the swamp, you better be able to take on Strongsville GOP or, or, or another uh, like-minded organization, right? Completely agree. So let's talk about uh, the status of each of these individuals. Now, to my understanding, um, we have firm commitments uh, for this event tomorrow night from Mike Gibbons, from Bernie Moreno, from Mark Paquita, and from Josh Mandel which means that there are question marks that have been raised by the responses from individuals, including Jane Timken, um, J.D. Vance, as well as uh, Matt Dolan, the Ohio State Senator. Uh, those are the seven major players in this thing so far. Uh, some, by the way, in the field, it's my understanding, don't believe Mark Pukita should be one of the major players. As his polling indicates, he's not really a serious threat to win this thing. His funds are not necessarily where the others are. But nonetheless, he's going to be there tomorrow. So there's four firm commitments, and then there's some questions up in the air. Let's go through these one by one. What can you tell me, Shannon, about Matt Dolan's commitment to be a part of this tomorrow or not? Well, from what I understand, Matt is not going to be participating i'm not uh, i haven't talked to him directly i've had uh, uh communication from jack that mm-hmm. uh, there's a scheduling conflict there um so I, I i don't know any other details for matt other than he will not be there okay and 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 this is exactly why i'm asking Matt Dolan, of course, is part of the family ownership of the Cleveland Indians, which sacrificed their name, in my opinion, at the altar of political correctness and in fear of cancel culture um, when they changed the name of the Indians, uh, all to get the all-star game uh, from Rob Manfred to make a ton of money. Uh, two years ago at the All-Star Game. I know this is a big question that a lot of people have for him. He's declining an invitation to speak in Northeast Ohio, home of the Indians, um, and uh, b- because of a scheduling conflict. Something was more important than a chance to speak to Northeast Ohio voters, uh, one, of the, one of the controlling owners of the Cleveland Indians. That's, that's yep. impossible for me to understand. Yep. Yeah, that's, uh, and it's also, you know, we know Matt. He's, he's our state senator in Strongsville. Uh, many of your listeners, he's a state senator. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I can't speak for him. Um, you know, he, he hasn't been out to one of our events recently. Uh, you know, overall, Matt's a nice guy, and we've, we've all got along, and I think he's been had some effectiveness as a state senator. Uh, I, I don't know that if you look at his politics, he's necessarily conservative um, uh, by any traditional um, definition, right? I mean, I... You could, be, stop, you could stop nice right there, kid. Shannon. I, I think you could yeah. stop right there, and you just nailed it. Yeah. Matt is a very nice yeah. guy. He is not a conservative politician. He is a Republican, but I think we saw in the one event that he did appear in, in Versailles, you, you watched and listened to him and compared to true conservatives in that field, like Josh Mandel, uh, you know, Mike Gibbons and others. Um, you know, he came off as, uh, one of, as being one of the only ones who would support the infrastructure bill if he were voting on it. He was one of the only ones who would support the, uh, you know, the reconciliation bill saying we need these things, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, he doesn't necessarily yeah. come off favorably when put on a stage against actual conservatives, which is one of the reasons yeah. why I think he's got a scheduling conflict. Let's move on to J.D. Vance. Yeah, I will say, Bob, I'll say one okay. thing about Matt. Uh, while he's not that, you know, Matt, Matt is you know, willing. He's coming out and he's going to speak in front of Strongsville GOP. You know, we're having a candidate series where each of these Senate candidates is getting you know, 45 minutes uh, on the stage. In our, you know, every other week we're doing one of these. 
Uh, so he's going to come out and speak to us. So he's not afraid of that. I, I, I just don't understand not showing up inside your Senate district for this event. That doesn't well, well that's my point. That's my point, Shannon. I think Matt yep. realizes yep. he looks better on a stage by himself when he can just yep. go ahead and yep. make say with, without being next to real conservatives so that the, uh, the obvious differences can be highlighted by questions. And I, and it's my, my opinion that somebody who is afraid to come before, uh, the people, the voters in Northeast Ohio and be compared side by side with his opponents is somebody that is not serious about wanting to be U.S. Senator, and I'm going to say so. And I'm going to say the same thing right. about somebody else in this in this uh, race. Tell me the status of J.D. Vance right now, because I know that this has been um, a similar situation with scheduling conflicts, but maybe something has been resolved. What can you tell us there? Well, uh, so, so let me just tell you, my, my experience with J.D. Vance, I don't have one, right? I haven't seen him up here at all. I saw him one time at one event, and that was it. Um, he has, you know, ghosted us. That's a term that the, the, the kids use now, right? Uh, <laughs> meaning that uh, just doesn't answer any request for, for you know, to come up and, and talk to conservatives that, you know, have a few hundred conservatives into, into the room and talk. He doesn't want to do that. I think he wants to spend his time on, on network TV and not in front of uh, actual people, I guess. But no. I, I can say that because that's what's been happening with this event. Uh, my understanding is that he's not responding. You know, he must have something better to do, I guess. That was as of yesterday morning, right? As of yesterday morning, um, he was still not coming. Um, well, let me but, let me uh, uh, let me update you to the best I can. And again, we're talking with Shannon Burns of the Strongsville GOP. And uh, to be 100 percent transparent, which I think I was at the beginning, Shannon, as the lead co-sponsor with the Strongsville GOP, along with Jack Windsor, uh, whose Ohio Press Network is putting these panels on, and myself, we coordinated this one in Strongsville. Uh, to be 100 percent fair, uh, J- J.D. Vance has not ghosted me. In fact, his team reached out to me last week asking to do an interview with me on the air to talk to Northeast Ohio voters today. Uh, Excuse me, it was supposed to be yesterday. I declined that opportunity, and I told them very directly, if J.D. is not going to be coming to the Strongsville panel to face off against his opponents and to be seated side-by-side with six other challengers here, I don't feel comfortable with giving him a one-on-one on my radio program. He should be willing to go one-on-six the way everybody else is. They claimed schedule conflict, same thing. Again, I don't know what could be more important than a a panel, a debate, a forum against your other opponents, I said no to that. Now, since then, I have gotten word from uh, the, the JD's team that he's working to try to adjust his schedule to make it to the event. So at this point in time, I guess I would call it a coin flip. If you have not heard, and I've been told it's possible now, it's a coin flip that he will, quote, change his schedule to be there tomorrow, which I think is probably in his best interest to do. Yep. Um, yeah, I absolutely. Uh, 100% agree with you, right? In order to win... Uh, Senate, you know, this opportunity to represent us in D.C., he has to talk to all Ohioans, and, and frankly, I just haven't seen him up here. He might be a great guy. I don't know. I mean, I've, everyone's seen him on Tucker Carlson, right? He seems like he loves to, to spend a lot of time in the spotlight there. Yeah, but not seeing him with uh, with voters. And, well, he's good. Um, he's good in one on one interviews. He, he's good in interviews yeah. with me. I interviewed him and I grilled him the first two times I talked to him. I grilled him about his past comments about Donald Trump and about Trump voters. That club for growth yep. ad that is running is devastating to him because it highlights all of his anti Trump statements from you know over the period of a couple of years. And I grilled him on it, but yep. he was he was willing to take that grilling. He was willing to answer those questions. He said he knows he was wrong. He is 
has had a re, uh, you know, um, uh, thinking of the of the situation. He believes in what Donald Trump was doing is right and so forth. Uh, and I'm fine with that. But again, I'm, if you aren't willing to stand or sit side by side with six other people and be measured, have your past, have your record, have your vision, have your platform weighed against six other people, I'm not comfortable with giving you one-on-one time to, to do it uh, without the challenge of those other individuals. And I'm, I'm telling all of sure. the other candidates as well, if you skip these events, I'm not going to put you on my airwaves one-on-one where it's, a, it's much easier for you to thrive. Yeah, and i I got to tell you, Bob, I, I'm a little bit concerned, right? One of my thoughts, and I actually talked to fake news CNN about this yesterday, is that one of my thoughts about the next U.S. senator is they have to be authentic, right? They have, you know, that's one of the things that uh, Donald Trump was. You, everyone knew where he stood. Everyone knows where he stands right now. You're never going to question that. You're never going to question what he's going to do. But our next senator can't talk one way in front of us and do something else in D.C. That's what everyone does. We send them to Washington. They do what they want to do, now. what we want them to do. And I'm really concerned about having somebody who's actually acting like an elitist, right? He's more interested in being on Fox News than coming to Northeast Ohio and talking to us. I haven't seen him up here. What, you know, what, does he think that only uh, you know, Hamilton County and, and Cincinnati is the only thing that matters to, uh, to run for U.S. Senate? Um, you know, I don't think I'm being well. While you, well, hey, 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 Shannon, since you brought that up, yeah. um, the 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 word from the the team to Jack, to Jack Windsor as he planned these uh, events out is that he wasn't coming to any of the remaining three: Columbus last week, Strongsville tomorrow, or his his area uh, of Cincinnati on November wow. 29th. He wouldn't wow. even be down there. Now that may change, but that I is what the that. team. Yeah, that's what the team has expressed to me and to Jack Windsor uh, specifically that they are scheduling conflicts per- preclude him from attending any of those three events. Which again sounds to me like uh, somebody who, who wants to have one on ones, whether it be on Fox News or on local radio like mine but doesn't want to be put face-to-face with the rest of the field, and I have a problem with that. Um, Ch- Shannon, hold, hold on for a second, Shannon. I'm late here, way late, in fact. It's 1025. There's one candidate left who is not going to be appearing or has said she will not be appearing at this event tomorrow uh, based on a certain condition. Uh, I want to talk about her with you right after this, Shannon Burns on AM 1420 The Answer. All right, continuing now with Shannon Burns of the Strongsville GOP, one of the uh, founding, or not founding, rather, one of the sponsoring groups uh, for tomorrow's Senate panel forum in Strongsville at the Strongsville Rec Center, hosted by Jack Windsor and the Ohio Press Network. I was supposed to be one of the moderators tomorrow. Jack, uh, Shannon, I was told directly by Jack Windsor, who was told directly by Jane Timken's team, that if Bob France is one of the moderators, she will not appear. Jane Timken apparently remembers the conversation that she had with me uh, right after she declared her candidacy, and I called her out for her support for Anthony Gonzalez, who voted to uh, uh, to um, impeach President Donald J. Trump without due process. It did not go well for her. She knows that, and rather than come back and stand up for uh, to uh, uh, to me and to others and to defend her words, she is choosing to hide if I am part of this event. What can you tell us about Jane Timken's status? Well, um, as of yesterday morning, you know, my understanding was that uh, she was not planning to participate. Um, you know, it's, it's been a, uh, a trend, and I don't really understand it, quite frankly, because, you know, 
Jane's obviously been around, and she's she's talked to a lot of uh, Republicans throughout the years. Uh, but seems uh, you know that she might be afraid of you, Bob. I, I don't understand that. I mean, she hasn't come out to any of our our uh, events either. Um, you know, the, the term ghosting is is relevant. <laughs> exactly the case with uh, Jane. I I know of her her folks, and we've we've reached out. You know, we want to be fair, and we'll make sure that everyone has an opportunity to be heard. Um, and, and I think that was you know, sort of the setup of this event on Thursday. Or, you know, um, and my understanding as of yesterday morning is that was a, a hard no. Well, um, my, my understanding, right. Shannon, and this is the reason I wanted to kind of confirm everything with you, is that uh, she has indeed agreed to attend the event tomorrow because I have withdrawn. Now, I want this to be clear. I am not withdrawing for any reason other than I want to do what is right for the voters of Northeast Ohio. And I don't think they're served by only having four or three or four people on that Senate forum stage, which is the way it was looking. If people are afraid to answer questions from me, again, I would say, how are you going to answer challenges from Chuck Schumer in the United States Senate? But if they're afraid of answering tough questions from an interviewer who does not back down and accept filibuster non-answers, then how are you going to do your job? To me, what's in the best interest of Northeast Ohio voters is to have all seven of, their, of, the, of them there and Jack Windsor doing the questioning. So I have withdrawn in the interest of what is right for the voters here. And now I'm told she is going to be uh, uh, at this event. Again, contingent yeah. upon me not asking her tough questions like I did live on the air uh, back in April. And remarkably, I think that uh, J.D. Vance is going to be there now, too. Uh, Pretty remarkable, right? I mean, it, it, it makes you think for a second. Uh, okay, one of our leading conservative voices in Ohio, um, in, in a large mouthpiece, is going to be there asking the typical question that every conservative wants to hear. And uh, these couple candidates don't want to be there because you're, you're the moderator. And then you, you uh, make the, uh, the, you know, I don't think you should have done it, quite frankly. I think you should still come and moderate. But uh, you, you, uh, you made that decision for the benefit of the voters. And now all of a sudden these two uh, are going to show up. Um, that's, uh, that doesn't sit well with me, right? I mean, they're still not, uh, neither of them are still showing up to a Strongsville GOP event, which, yeah, I know we're, we're scary people. So maybe that's why. <laughs> maybe, well, I'll tell you what. They're equally as scared as, as you as me. Right. And maybe maybe that is the case, but I agree with you wholeheartedly. And this is the reason I wanted to talk to you this morning, is I want every voter in Northeast Ohio to know that Jane Timken's participation in tomorrow's Senate panel forum is contingent upon not having to answer tough questions from a meaningless, nobody, local radio host like me. She experienced an interview with me in which I did not let her uh, get away with her political doublespeak. I did not let her get away with saying, no, I always opposed Anthony Gonzalez. I wanted him to resign. I called for him to resign. She called for him to resign the day after she announced her candidacy for the Senate. Prior to that, as ORP chair, she supported him. She opposed any resolution condemning his decision to vote for impeachment. Uh, I called her on it then. I made her look just a little little bit disingenuous if not outright dishonest and she is refusing to appear at a senate panel if she's going to face such a grilling again and i want every northeast ohio voter to know that if i show up there tomorrow and she bolts 
do not be surprised. And I want every Ohio <laughs> voter to know that if I don't show up tomorrow, that's the only reason she's on stage. Is that somebody that you want representing you as an Ohio voter in the United States Senate? Somebody that can't handle a nobody local radio host is going to be able to handle the affairs of the United States Senate. I want that to be I want that to be clear during tomorrow's event. Sure. Last thoughts. Sure. Yeah. I think that, um, yeah, I, I sort of expected it out of Jane. You know, I, you know, you and I both agree that uh, that's been a tradition of hers, right? She doesn't want to talk to you. She doesn't want to take the tough questions. She doesn't want like to take questions at events, period. Um, and, and from my perspective, I don't think that matters too much. It seems like she's um, on her way out of this race anyways. Um, you know, I was really uh, surprised by Vance and him, uh, you know, all of a sudden making this uh, miraculous turnaround and, and showing up tomorrow as well. Glad he's going to be there. I think it's good for all. I am too. That's that's my goal. Yeah. That's what I want. I want all of them to be, to be on that stage. Yep. And I'm glad he's made that decision as well. Like I told you, Team Vance, including J.D. himself, reached out to me and said, we're going to try to rework our schedule conflict so that I can be there. And I respect that. I don't dislike J.D. Vance. I like J.D. Vance Vance personally. I've enjoyed every conversation I've had with him. But as I said, I declined their request to come on the air one-on-one unless he's going to appear in the panel forum against everybody. I want to see you against every other candidate before I say, hey, let's chat one-on-one about your platform. And I would say the same thing to every one of these candidates. So with that, Shannon, uh, I thank you so much for working with me, working with Jack to put this event on. Uh, Again, I know you said it's a ticketed event, but it is free. There are still a few seats available. How do people get those? Yeah, it's uh, strongsvillegop.org. You can just go in and click on the link to get the tickets. And, Bob, I have one other announcement for you if you're, uh, super if you're quick. willing. Uh, yeah, super quick. Yep. I'm way late. I just want to make sure everyone knows. December 3rd, I'm a member of the State Central Committee, which is the board of the state party. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be meeting down in Columbus on December 3rd, and I want to make sure everyone understands that this state party in Ohio is going to endorse Governor DeWine uh, to be our next governor. And I'm going to be voting no. There's a lot of us that are going to be voting no on that endorsement, but... Everyone needs to recognize that this state party is going to endorse Governor DeWine. That is a conversation that we need to have as well. Uh, and you yep. said it's coming up on what? December what? 3rd. December 3rd. Okay. We're going to talk about that uh, again. You and as many other people as I can get who are um, voters in this situation, I would love to talk to uh, because that's that's insanity. Uh, Shannon Burns, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Have a great event tomorrow. We'll talk soon. All right. Take care. 10.34, way late for news, but we'll make it up on the flip side. AM 1420, the answer. Progressive Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Apparently it's where Senate candidates go to die as well, at least in some form or another. Um, I want to be very clear about some of the things that I said. Um, it, it's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a dual purpose for my decision to, um, uh, to not moderate tomorrow. I had pledged to, to join Jack Windsor and be one of the moderators asking questions of the Senate candidates at the event in Strongsville tomorrow. Again, we put this together together. We, we did. We organized this together, Jack and I, along with the Ohio Press Network, which is his organization. We got together with Shannon Burns on a location and got his sponsorship and support from the uh, Strongsville GOP. 
and uh, it, it was it was a wonderful thing. Um, my decision to pull out as a moderator is not just to give a break to people who are too afraid to talk to me or answer questions that I'm going to ask them. Uh, my decision is partly because of what I said. I want to support and do what's right by the voters. I think you, as a Northeast Ohio voter, deserve to hear these people side by side by side, all of them, not just three or four of them, while the others give speeches uh, completely un, um, uh, you know, uh, obstructed by tough questions. Uh, so I want to do what's right by the voters. But then the other reason is, is I am going to be out of town tomorrow morning and most of the day tomorrow. It was going to be a bit of a hassle for me to get back in time for the event tomorrow night anyway. So that's my way of telling you that tomorrow morning, Peter Kersenow will be sitting in for me, a very special treat I know that you recognize and appreciate. Anytime I'm away and Peter Kersenow agrees to sit in, I always give him right of first refusal. i got some great people that are uh, in the uh, bullpen for me, uh, but Peter always gets first crack when his schedule allows, and it allows. So Peter will be live tomorrow morning. Make sure you tune in for him uh, and call him and, uh, and, and have great conversation with one of the, the best political minds and legal minds, I think, in America. So that's a treat for you tomorrow. And as for me, like I said, it was going to be a tough thing for me to get back anyway, so I decided now to do what's right by the voters, a little bit more convenient for me too. But I want to give you a small taste, kind of a reminder, if you will, of why it is that the woman who I think has spent more money than any candidate in this race thus far, former ORP chair Jane Timken, uh, who is trailing badly in the polling that is being conducted, now, Josh Mandel is, is, is commissioning some polls being conducted. Those polls show him with the lead over second place J.D. Vance by somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 18 points. J.D. Vance is conducting some polling, which shows him also running second, but it's much closer by five to six points. None of the polls show Jane Timken a threat at all, despite massive expenditures. And it's my belief, and it's obviously very clearly her belief, that part of her reason, or part of the reason why she is not uh, doing better, is because of the disingenuousness that she displayed on this program and in other forums after she announced her candidacy. Her work as chair of the ORP uh, was, in my estimation, abysmal. It was pathetic. It was non-productive. She did not work with leadership uh, in the GOP. And certainly elected leadership in the Ohio legislature to do the will of the, of the people of Ohio, particularly the Republican voters who put them in power. Um, and she, as the leader of the GOP, or leader of the ORP, rather, after Anthony Gonzalez betrayed President Donald Trump and betrayed the Constitution by voting to impeach him without, um, without due process, she supported that. She declared, she declared, that uh, Anthony Gonzalez was a good congressman who had a uh, valid reason for voting to impeach Donald Trump. She didn't like when I asked her to tell us what that reason was. She didn't like when I asked her why she supported somebody who voted to impeach without the natural and required committee hearings in the House of Representatives that must be done when a motion to impeach is filed, when articles of impeachment are introduced. They have to be able to investigate the reason for those articles and give uh, Trump's uh, supporters slash defenders an opportunity to respond before they then take a vote as to whether or not they send it to the Senate for an actual trial. We all know this because we watched the first Trump impeachment uh, uh, trial. The impeachment articles, uh, the... the um, 
testimony and everything else in the House that had to be given before a vote could be taken to send it to the Senate for a trial. We've already, we're, we're, not, we're already down that road. And it was my contention, and that of many others, that they skipped that extraordinary important process, which is due process, in order to make sure that they could vote to impeach before he was out of office on January 20th. So they could have their impeachment trial, because they were terrified of him. They skipped due process, and Jane Timken of the ORP was fine with that. And that's why she refused, as the chair of the, of the ORP, to, uh, to have a vote on censuring Anthony Gonzalez. When she was the chair of the ORP, she did not call for Gonzalez's resignation. She called for Gonzalez's resignation the day after she filed her papers to run for Senate. That's it. When she knew she was going to have to answer to all Ohio voters... She said, yeah, Anthony Gonzalez should resign. She never even asked for a censure when she was in charge of the GOP, or rather, when she was in charge of the ORP. As I said, I disagreed with Anthony Gonzalez's vote. I've made that very clear. I have always been a supporter of President Trump. I've spent the last four years traveling the state of Ohio, advancing his agenda, talking about the great things that President Trump achieved for our country, the promises made and promises kept. I have been his supporter. I've been his strongest supporter in the state of Ohio. That is very clear. The people of Ohio know that I've been out there talking about President Trump for over the last four years and been his supporter. So I want to make sure that your listeners and the voters of Ohio understand that. Well, look, I, I appreciate that. But like I said, there there is some inconsistency there. When you said that Anthony Gonzalez, two things, actually, if you could respond to both these. Uh, number The first one will be that, you know, the chairs of several other state GOPs of the 10 Republicans in the House who joined the all of the Democrats to vote to impeach the president without due process, they censured their Congress members who voted that way. Here in Ohio, even some county GOPs have done so. But the ORP that you chaired did not so number one why did you not hold a vote or issue a personal censorship of anthony gonzalez as uh, orp chair and then secondly you said that he had a rational reason for voting to impeach him what was that i said he he had his reasons i disagreed with his reasons don't put words in my mouth and let me make it very clear i stepped down as chair before we could have a meeting for censorship it is my understanding that is on the agenda for the next ohio republican party meeting under the leadership of Bob exactly. Under the leadership of Bob Paduchik, she would not call for a censorship of Anthony Gonzalez while she was running it because she supported Anthony Gonzalez's decision. And later in that interview, I quoted her directly from uh, multiple news outlets that, that recorded her saying that Anthony Gonzalez had a rational reason, not his reasons, had a rational reason. One reason, one reason that she found to be rational why he voted to impeach. I asked her what that reason was. She would not answer it. She could not answer it. She tried to change her words. Later, we talked about former Governor John Kasich, who is about as anti and never Trump as never Trump gets, as she proclaims to be Donald Trump's strongest supporter in Ohio. I wanted her to square that with her support for John Kasich. And she said, I've wanted someone who was a true conservative to sit in that Senate seat, to represent Ohioans, and most importantly, to be a part of a conservative majority that is going to restore, you know, the, the liberties uh, that have been taken away from us in this republic. So are you that true conservative I'm looking for? I am. 
And look, I have a record of standing up and fighting back. As you know from my history, I stood up and ran for chair against John Kasich's hand-picked chairman with the endorsement and support of President Trump, and I cleaned up the ORP, and I turned it into a well-oiled machine that delivered conservative victories time and time again. That's the kind of person I am. I will not sit on the sidelines. I will get into the fight. We need someone who's going to stand up for our conservative principles, and someone's going to Washington to to push back on the Democrats. What's happening to our country is un-American, and we need to fight for our Republican principles, our freedoms, and our liberty. You know, I just uh, I just described Rob Portman, you know, with all due respect to him and his service to the country as too rhino for me. And you just mentioned the name John Kasich, and you kind of fought against uh, his handpicked guy for, for chair of ORP. But you're a huge Kasich fan. In fact, in the, uh, 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 in the 2016 primaries, you were very much in the corner of John Kasich. He's about as rhino as it gets, maybe along with Mike DeWine, quite frankly. So you, you've, got, you've got kind of a back and forth there going, don't you, with respect? to true conservatives and conservatives, um, or I should say Republicans in name only, like John Kasich. Well, I wouldn't call myself a John Kasich fan. Uh, I never donated or supported his presidential campaign. Look, John Kasich walked away from the Republican Party. He's no longer a Republican. I want to, play, I want to replay one small portion of that. Donated or supported his presidential campaign. Uh, I never donated or supported his presidential campaign. Uh, I never donated or supported his presidential campaign. Jane Timken's a liar. Jane Timken maxed out her donation to John Kasich in the 2016 presidential campaign. Jane Timken was an enormous supporter of John Kasich, not of Donald Trump, in the 2016 primary campaign. She was a massive supporter of rhino and never-Trumper John Kasich. When you call people out on lies... When you call people out on their words, when you call people out on their impossible-to-defend decisions to support a member of her party and of the United States Congress voting to impeach a president without due process required by law and required by the Constitution, when you have those conversations and you call them out, you never get another interview with that individual. I didn't care. I don't care if I never talk to Jane Timken one-on-one again, because this needed to be exposed. Little did I know, however, that it would also preclude her from ever attending a Senate debate or panel, one in which I was involved. She doesn't want to answer questions about her lies. She doesn't want to answer questions about her uh, 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 erroneous statements, about her past actions, about her, I'm the biggest supporter of Donald Trump in the state of Ohio when she voted, or excuse me, when she supported a man who voted to impeach that man. When you interview someone like Jane Timken and expose her duplicity and her deception, believe it or not, you can have an impact on the rest of the United States Senate. She will not appear before voters if I'm there tomorrow. I have withdrawn as a moderator for tomorrow, and now I am told that she will be there. I will say this. I'm really looking forward to seeing what my drive time is tomorrow from Indiana back to Ohio. Because if it's, if it's short enough and if it's good enough, I may make my way to Strongsville as quickly as I can. So, Jane... Matt Dolan, 
J.D., anybody else who was questioning whether or not they wanted to be there tomorrow, whether it had something to do with me or not, as it did, did clearly in, J, in um, Jane Timken's case, I'm not scheduled to appear now. But I will never say never. We'll see, we'll see what time I get back from Muncie. We'll see if I can make it to Strongsville by, Strongsville by 7 p.m. And let's see if that coin flip changes your scheduling plans yet again. My challenge to you, Jane Timken and Jane Timken team members who are listening right now, stop being a coward. Face the voters. Face tough questionings from an interviewer that you don't like. Because if you're going to be strong enough to handle the Democrats in the United States Senate, you damn well better be strong enough to handle a couple of tough questions from a talk show host in Cleveland. I'll be right back. Very clear. Well, well if we're going to make that very clear, but, but if I may, I apologize, but if we're going to make that clear, I want to make this clear. You made that call for his uh, resignation after you announced your candidacy for the Senate, correct? Correct, but li- listen, Th- what doesn't, I said doesn't that kind of look, doesn't that kind of lean toward politics rather than principle here? You really need Trump's. Like I said, it's a crowded field. You need Trump supporters to vote for you in the Republican primary for this Senate seat. How do we know that you're not just appealing to? Okay, I really didn't mean what I said about Anthony Gonzalez having a good reason before. I think he should resign now. How do we know that's not politics rather than principle? <laughs> As I said, I disagreed with Anthony Gonzalez's vote. I made that very clear. She made nothing of the sort very clear. Clear as look, mud. We need well, someone well, who's I, we, go to I don't want to put words TV in your mouth, so I'm just going to read the quote, okay, if I, if I can, from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer. Their quote was, and you can tell me if they misquoted you, I think he's got a rational reason why he voted that way. So it's a specific uh, A reason. Do you know what that reason is? I have no idea what his reason. I, what I said was, I he had his reason for his vote. I disagree with his reason. I just want to make that very clear. I never supported the impeachment. I never supported Anthony Gonzalez's vote. So when you, they also quoted you as saying you don't know how you would have voted. Is that up in the air for you? Why, why would you? No, not it is know? not. Why would you? In other words, why wouldn't you just say, well, of course I would not have voted to impeach him. That's ridiculous. I, I I had made that very clear. That 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 you made nothing clear except that you don't know if you would have voted to impeach or not, which means you're up in the air. You're not supportive of the president, and you also don't know. Uh, uh, or excuse me, you also refused to condemn Anthony Gonzalez by censure. You refused to criticize him for saying he had a rational reason. There's no reason whatsoever to vote to impeach Donald Trump. Jane Temkin did not like the outcome of that interview because she was exposed. And that's why she will not appear in Strongsville tomorrow unless I am absent. I want you to consider that when you decide who you're voting for. Stop being a coward, Jane. Get on the stage. Face them. Face me. We'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.